everybody. It is Toronto Unicorn. So you may remember Curly Vixen as the podcast interview guest on episode 22. Well, she is back and she has entrusted me as the orgy director to run her fantasy gangbang slash orgy. This podcast episode is going to be in two parts. The first part is a conversation I had with Curly Vixen that normally never, ever makes it to any of my social media or things like that. It's kind of the conversation I would have with anybody who has entrusted me to run their fantasy scene to find out exactly what the fantasy is. So you get to eavesdrop on our conversation and then a few hours later, we went to the sex club, we fulfilled her fantasy gangbang orgy and we came and talked all about it in the debrief. So stay tuned for the two-part episode with Curly Vixen. Tonight's the night. We're going to be doing a fantasy fulfillment night for you, right, Curly Vixen? Woo-woo, so excited. It is a DTF theme night at Oasis Aqua Lounge, which is one of the busiest, most intense nights there is at a sex club, which is also ripe for opportunity when you're looking for a multi-man fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. So let you have asked me to help uh, facilitate your uh, fantasy scene tonight, right? And yeah. so this is the conversation that I would have normally with you at the club or something like that about like, how do I actually learn what your fantasy is? How do I know what to do? And so uh, this is going to be one of those conversations that we actually let you guys listen to. Miss Curly Vixen, you are not a stranger to gangbangs, to multiple men. So what can I do tonight to make something special happen? Um, I think my issue usually in the gangbang scenario is that I don't really squirt. Like, I find that guys are just rotating their cock and there's no, I'm not getting ultimate pleasure. They're just getting pleasure from me. Okay. So if there can be a little bit of um, making me feel good in between or, mm-hmm. or uh, I'm, I'm hoping there's a couple of faces that I've been with before there tonight who I know are pleasers in that way definitely oral pleasers you know finger pleasing stuff like that um and then I brought a couple of toys so that if anybody if anybody is not able to perform or still want to play or get me off or do it during then I have some stuff with me okay including the little necklace bullet that is on your website the Amazon storefront, you can get a necklace that is a little thin vibrator and it looks just like any other nice necklace, but you whip it out, turn it on and uh, you are king or queen in that club. So, um, right. okay. So how, what is your ideal fantasy? Is it multiple men on you at the same time? Is it a consistent flow of pleasure? Uh, what is I think the- consistent flow of pleasure and um, uh I don't, I'm really, and this is for you to know, I am really not, I don't want come on my face. I'm not into that. Um, if they want to put like come on my tits, but like then wipe it off. Like it shouldn't be my responsibility to take care of that after. Yeah. Um, and also uh, do not grab my head and shove it into your cock, like stuff like that. I don't <laughs> mind sucking a cock while I'm being fucked. Like I'm totally fine with that. But I don't like being, you know, forced to deep throat or anything like that. Okay. So I like kind of, I like, I like the rotation. I like when there's like one in this hand and one in this hand and one in my mouth and one, you know, doing other things. Uh, Anal is definitely off the table. And I don't do at a place like that. I would not do double penetration. Like that's just not happening in the club. So you do blowjobs, right? You're going to receive oral, give oral. Condoms are required for sex. Right. 100%. 
Now, are you going to be um, picking the men? Am I picking the men? It's all you, baby. It's all me. See, this is my favorite because I like to pick the I men. I know. And I'm really, I am not fussy anymore. I really have opened myself up to everyone. As long as their main goal is pleasuring me and, you know, enjoying the time together. I love being body worshipped. Like, I love that men love my curves and I don't want to feel any shame We've talked before about queefing or sounds like if I'm especially, you know, if I'm backsides up, it could happen. Um, I've been liquiding all day. I'm on this like liquid thing that's making me very um, hydrated. So that should help with the uh, bring an umbrella with me to run your orgy. That's right. <laughs> I noticed like in my bedroom, there's like, like one day I was like, how did all those splash marks get on my television in my mirror and <laughs> realize what caused it yeah what about women are you open to women as well yeah okay so actually has buffers yes okay great because there's some women who would love maybe an opportunity to explore and maybe even just touch your boobs or whatever what about kissing are you open to kissing yeah okay um, love it so there's but please like smell the guy before like good smelling check them out because like I i'm very scent um connected and if someone okay. stinks it's like an automatic like whoa no no thank you okay and is your goal to have a lot of attention a lot of body a lot of hands on you at one time or more of a constant flow i i love being touched all over okay so more like i may more even be tempted i'm gonna bring my blindfold yeah i may even be tempted to do it blindfolded you might enjoy that especially if i'm picking the, the people anyways because I like that control because I don't like hurting people's feelings either, but um, there is one um, hard limit I have. And then you already said no anal for you um, and condoms are required. Do you have any other hard limits? Uh, I'm okay with a little bit of butt slapping, but I do not want to be marked. Do not. Yeah. Okay. So no pain, yeah. that kind of stuff. No pain. No yeah. Mark. Like I brought like a little paddle that I have. That's like a gentle one. Okay. And I brought like um like a little mini sort of whip so like if they use things like that but I bought it brought a sensation one too that's like a feather yeah so you know yeah. things like that I, I really like the idea of being like multiple people touching me so I really like that every single time I have run a scene the requester so far has been women I look forward to the day when I can help run men scenes has asked for the hands-on body feeling they want to feel their body touched so yeah. don't worry I will be on that um, so the only hard limits that I have when running a scene like this is that I'm very cautious and cognizant of the men as well as the women who are involved. And I'm really yeah. uh, careful about rejection, even insensitive words, things like that. So I'll do my best to keep it really respectful. And if some guy's dick isn't working, um, I'll be polite about it. Like I'll make sure that that guy doesn't go home crying. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, yeah. this is important that these guys have a wonderful experience at the end as we do. So that's the only thing that I think would be important to me to mention. Otherwise, I like rallying up the crew and making sure they do what you're, you expect. And I'm hoping, you know, I've played with multiple men there. So the ones that I know were good, I would love to, I'll give you sort of a little bump bump or wink wink yeah. um, <clears throat> to hopefully get them involved. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. That's good. So I've tried to run these scenes early on a DTF night and did not have success. There's something in the air that changes around 10. So I would prefer to do this 10 or later. So is that okay with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Okay. <laughs> Teacher gone wild. I have right? no you. 
So for anyone who doesn't know, Curly Vixen is a teacher by day and a sex club, you know, extraordinaire visitor by night. So if anyone is curious, Curly Vixen has actually done a full interview on podcast 22 on sex and swinging with turning unicorns. So you can actually hear her backstory here, but we are about to bring you along in a very rare, you know, fantasy fulfillment exciting event tonight. So now that I've got the requirements from Curly Vixen, I am going to put these in my head. Sometimes I bring a whiteboard with me. I've kind of retired that that stick, so to speak, because people didn't fucking read it. Okay. It would say like whatever is said on it, people would would just completely ignore it. So it wasn't really effective. So just tell them right before they do the, their entry, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then once things get started, it's hard to enforce things. So yeah. it's just one of those yeah. things, but I'm really excited. Thank you for trusting me with this. And uh, is your goal to squirt a lot tonight? Yeah, that's the plan. And what do you, how do you squirt? What is the secret tools to make you squirt? Uh, tongue is definitely a fat. My clit is the main stimulant for sure. Right. So whether it's finger, tongue, um, not going in, you know, dry. And then if I'm on my back and my legs are spread and I'm like slapping the cock, like right on my clit, like you'll get the sprinkler effect. Really? Okay, great. All right. I'll make sure every man that comes in knows that you're going to be a squirter and to be enthusiastic about it. Cause we don't want to repeat of some other situations. No. <laughs> Who I've heard is now coming to Oasis. Oh, that guy. Uh-oh. So he better not be anywhere. I will definitely be like, not him. Yeah, you can veto whoever you need to, which is important. Sometimes there's someone in the crowd that just doesn't feel right and you just don't want to be involved. So absolutely. All right, Curly Vixen, I'll see you in a few hours and uh, I'll probably be wearing the same orgy director tank top and uh, I'll be excited to look forward to it. All right. All right. Bye. bye. A few hours after I interviewed Curly Vixen, we went to Oasis Soccer Lounge Sex Club and fulfilled her fantasy gangbang. Stay tuned for the full debrief with Curly Vixen. I have got Miss Curly Vixen. Say hello. Hello. So Curly Vixen has already been on this podcast, but now we have actually gone and I have helped her fulfill a fantasy at Oasis Aqua Lounge Sex Club, which was a, more of a gangbang, but there was, uh, you know, women and other genders there. So it was more of an orgy, I guess. But we are here to tell you all about it in an uncensored fashion because this is a fucking podcast. So, Miss Curly Vixen, you are less than 24 hours, I would say almost less than 12 hours off of getting gangbanged, right? Yes, ma'am. So, you had given me the instructions of what you were looking for, and you will be able to hear that part as well in the section of the podcast. But this part is to talk about what did happen. So, why don't you take the floor and you tell us about your gangbang? So we did a little bit of early recruitment in the pool, got to know a few people. I recognized a few guys that I had played with before um, and sort of gave the, you know, knowledge yeah, that this <laughs> going on later. Um, and then uh, we kind of headed up somewhere near 10 o'clock and did a little more. You did a little bit of pre-recruitment upstairs and then... Um, I just kind of came up late in the middle of the red room and um, I just kind of said, you take charge and I'm just going to sort of lay back and enjoy whatever you're putting in front of me. And I remember you had had, you had brought so many smart things. You had a little bag with you and you had unpacked 
condoms. You had unpacked wet wipes and they came in handy for cum shots. You also had toys, including corded, you know, vibrators and uncorded vibrators. So, you know, if there wasn't an outlet nearby, you were effing prepared. So I have to say it was a pleasure to see somebody so prepared um, because we did use the condoms and we did use the lube and things like that. So I basically got your requirements down. You had said that you did not want any anal. You didn't want any cum on the face or in the mouth or anything like that. You didn't want anything rough. You wanted uh, no hair pulling. So this is all from memory, but this is important because everybody's different. And so to get your specific fantasy down was going to be different than anyone else's. So uh, I was thrilled to be able to talk to the gentleman in advance and make sure that we weeded out people who wouldn't be a good fit. And uh, I remember you and I had discussed the importance of being orally worshipped, for lack of a better word, because you want to lay back and be orally worshipped, right? That's right. And we had no trouble filling those roles. All we had to do was be specific about what we were looking for and not settle for a guy that was iffy or wishy-washy. Do you remember there was one guy outside that we had asked him if he was an oral pleaser and he like cocked his head and was like wishy-washy and we both looked at each other and we're like, yeah, no, he's not going to cut it. We're going to need someone who's like enthusiastic about eating pussy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, too bad he came late in the night. <laughs> yeah, but he did end up fucking you because I you had a blindfold on, but he did end up coming for the sex part. He didn't uh, do the oral part, which probably worked out well for him, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So one of the best parts for me was talking to the gentleman and making sure that I had set the tone for a respectful experience, including with them, because sometimes in sex clubs and people run gangbangs, the men can be... Uh, you know, nothing more than a supply of dick and they are treated that way sometimes and not everybody wants to be treated like that. So when I run a scene, I like to make sure that everybody feels welcome, safe and involved. And I feel thrilled. Like you were very welcoming to all of the people who joined. You would say hello to them. You would ask them their name. I love that touch because it added a little bit of personal touch and I would be coaching the, the gentleman to give you what you wanted. So if I didn't see enough hands on your body, I would address it. I would say, oh, why don't you grab her legs? Why don't you give her a foot massage, right? So I was just throwing out ideas. I kept saying to R, I'm like, I feel like I'm a backseat driver, but in the best fucking way. Because I'm like, I don't see enough of this. Why don't you, you know, finger her now, or, you know? So do you remember much of what I was doing or were you just in the state of receiving? No, I definitely was aware. Um, I think it's important in this state to also be not too out of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to do something like this, not being too drunk or too high or whatever. So I made sure that I was just kind of in the moment as much as possible. Um, I I remember everything that was happening and I could hear it all. And then it was like, I decided to be blindfolded because I felt like giving the um sort of ownership away and not seeing I didn't want to base any of my judgments on appearance so I just kind of you know went in blind and luckily some guy who I ended up playing with was the one that gave up um a uh, blindfold that he brought I was intending on bringing one but I forgot and um yeah just just not knowing exactly what was coming next and then like just reaching out and grabbing something or whatever was was really hot and um yeah I just kind of 
it, it was sort of like a continuous motion of whatever was going on. And I really liked that you guys invited girls in too, because I don't know, there's sometimes women just know sensual touches better than men do. Yeah. So I was getting lots of tickles and whatever above and um, also comforted by them being there, you know, knowing that nothing bad was going to happen. I was being safe. True. True. And you at one point had, I think maybe five people's hands on you at once when we were in that, you know, really busy part. What does that feel like? Just like, I don't know, like a, like a, like a full love and appreciation and like warmth all over your body, you know, like just, just, I think the tickler was really good. I brought a little feather tickler and that felt so good. And I've discovered that there's certain erogenous zones of my body that I didn't even know existed, you know, like, I don't know, like the, the bendy inner part of your arm, or there's a place like behind your leg, like right on the back, the other side of your knee where you get licked there and it's like insanity. So, you know, yeah. So like some spots you would never think, or I didn't really target into it last night, but I really like, you know, breath in my ear or someone talking gently in my ear or breathing in my ear when I'm doing things. I guess that's why that when I'm having sex with someone like that, um, I don't know, I, I guess it's sort of missionary style, but when they're like directly over you, like right in your face, yeah. you know? Makes yeah. it super hot. So it felt really good. Making out with people with a blindfold on. So you didn't even know who you're making out with. Could have been girl right. or guy. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of times I was like, who is this? Like, who am I yeah. grabbing? Or who am I touching? But then I also had to be really careful about saying, oh, no, that's not right. And then they were like, what, me? Like, nobody knew who I was talking to. You got to be specific. It's so true. It's so true. There was so much going on, and I and I know that I, I knew some of the participants because some of them have been viewers and even fan page subscribers to me to mine. And so, of course, I give them VIP status, and I enter, you know, I welcome him as like a front line guy to come in. I'm not going to out his name, but he's a, a great old gentleman friend that I knew uh, even just since the pandemic. So he had only been to the sex club once this year, and that was last night. And he and I had talked in the past about him going to these nights. He, you know, he, it's a lot of money for him, $100, and he would come out empty-handed because he has a bit of social awkwardness, like a lot of people do. And because I know that about him, and I knew that this opportunity was very fitting, because you let me pick the men, you were blindfolded. So this is where some people thrive, when their social awkwardness doesn't even factor in, because they are just invited to participate in, in, in a different way. They don't have to be their own hustle, you know, or, or have any game. And what I really liked is that I was able to help that friend. So I just know that he specifically had a great time and it, it like melts my heart when I see men who maybe not, maybe don't have a lot of success at the sex clubs, walk away a successful night. Right. And for me, that fills up my soul as much as helping you fulfill your fantasy. So in a way I had like an emotional orgasm from like all these different angles. Cause I'm like, okay, Curly Vixen is getting sensually touched. She's getting all the things she wants. These guys are getting, you know, an, a nice respectful invitation. And uh, I think I just, I just like the overall feeling of it. Now there was lots of shit going on last night. So there was other gangbangs going on in all the other rooms. There were sometimes so many men that I was like bobbing my head around men to see it, like to, to get a look, uh, which I thought was, it was a tell of a good DTF night, but there definitely was a different vibe with some of the people there running a scene. And I'm not here to criticize. That is not what I'm doing, but I will say that, um, 
sometimes people's approach in a sex club can be a bit dehumanizing, even if unintentional. And so to see people kind of walk around and look at people's penises to to decide if they're qualified, sure, I understand you might have a size queen who's looking for that, but I don't know what guy would raise his hand to then be rejected because his dick, you know, maybe wasn't big enough. So I don't, I don't know how successful that was because I didn't oversee it. But that's not the kind of scene I run. I run where the men feel welcome, safe, and everything. And one of the best pieces of feedback that I got from your top oral pleaser last night was when afterwards we were having a potluck, we all had food, and he came over and he was chit-chatty and he said like how grateful he was to be included. And he's like, yeah, I felt safe. And I'm telling you, this guy, when he approached the red room, looked a little nervous, looked a little nervous. And to know that we made a man feel safe in such an intimidating experience is fulfilling. How do you feel about knowing that these guys had a night of their lives with you? I mean, I, I think, I think that's what like, you know, I, I sort of have like a secret mission too to like make other people. Cause like I grew up in a way where I didn't feel, um, love and appreciated. I didn't feel like people were sexually attracted to me. So like, I, I, I would, I don't know if I'd be in like as bold as some of them to like take a step out of their comfort zone and take a risk and jump in. And you're right. Like that guy standing in front of us, you know, he kind of had like this nerdy look about him. I personally thought it was adorable, but there's a lot of women that may not give that person a, a time of day, but the guy ended up being like a total fuck, like total pussy pleaser. And like, was all about like stick your freaking pussy in my face and just let me dine and like who am I to argue with that right like I would definitely play out of all those guys I would definitely play with him again you know for sure and, like, and he may not have gotten that opportunity and I didn't even and I didn't judge because I never saw a face right till after so um and it's funny like what your mind perceives the person looks like when you can't see them but um but yeah, I, I think that sometimes the best surprises are in the ones that, you know, you don't, you don't judge a book by its cover all the time, you know? We've been and I th- many times in these scenes where the, the quarterback, the star player comes out of nowhere and he's the guy that we almost didn't pick and like, then he's just given her the night of her life, you know? So yeah. Yeah. That's why I like this anonymous thing, because you do give people a real chance. And I do like that about DTF night is if you are a, a guy who's just hasn't had his dick wet in a while, DTF night's intense, but you'll probably get your dick wet. You may not get romance or a kiss after, but you still get your dick wet. So I've got to say your pussy had a lot of attention, a lot of worship. We made sure that everybody who went down there knew that you were a proud squirter because one of the things that me and you got down real quickly is we wanted to make this about your fantasy. We were not just inviting men to come fuck you. We were inviting men to give you your fantasy. And so yeah. that's a different thing, right? And so the gentlemen that qualified were there with an agenda to give you what you had asked for. So do you feel that you got what you asked for? I definitely feel I got what I asked for. I don't know if all of them got what they, like if it was their first time in a in a gangbang situation, because I think a lot of guys in a gangbang situation want to be like sucked off and like, you know, like it's a, and want to like come shots all over this was more about me. So I feel like my needs were fulfilled. I don't know if I pleased all of them, but if I even got through to a couple of them and fulfilled little fantasies, then that's great. And maybe whet their appetite for another time to play, you know? 
Right. And I, it's funny because I remember at the end you were laying there saying something about, I don't remember what you said, but you had said something about, should I be doing something or is there a guide to service? And I remember being like, you're allowed to receive without guilt. And like that came out of nowhere because I was like, where was that rooted? But the truth is that the reason I wanted you to be blindfolded too is to take away the expectation that you're responsible to keep these people going. Because if this was another night and the sex was equal, like equal and you know, equality, you would care about whether their needs were fulfilled. But because we had framed this as, hey, would you like to participate in my friend's fantasy fulfillment? It was kind of set from the beginning that they were invited to do what you wanted yeah. or, not, or not join. And you know what? They they all did it. They all did a great job. Yeah, agreed. So I had a good time. Now, if you could do this again, what are some things you would do differently? And what are some things you would definitely do again? Um, well, it was kind of sad to me that the guys that I kind of vetted in the beginning, like nobody showed up, mm. you know? So I think maybe really giving a solid time as to what time we were going to be up there. And then like making sure that those guys were lined up to play with. Cause I think there was a little bit of disappointment that they didn't come because I played with them before. So I know that I for sure get pleasure and guys that have played with me before know sort of my buttons, you know? So I think having a nice combo of regulars, then surprises may be good um, just to switch things up a little and maybe, you know, a girl or two to play in between there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I, one of the things I learned through doing these um, gangbangs is you are going to have the most success picking from the men who are already standing on the third floor who are ready to participate. Otherwise, trying to get a man, like I also went to the pool and tried to recruit and I didn't get even a, like a flinch from their dicks. Like I was just like, I'm not gonna beg you to come upstairs and fuck my friend. Like, I, like they were in the pool chilling. But as soon as you mention upstairs that you're like, oh, so my friend, all these guys gather around. So sometimes you've got to go to where the men are and just pluck from that selection. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it was great. I thank you so much for your services. <laughs> yeah, I was thrilled that you trusted me with it. It's, uh, it's important. I like the sexual liberation and the sexual empowerment that especially as women share at these clubs specifically. Um, but you know, sometimes what I like to say to people after they've done a scene like this is, I remember the very first time I saw one of my friends, an old friend's S, a female, take a, take a train of men, take out like a bunch of men. I was shocked. I had never seen my friend do anything. She single-handedly that night inspired R and myself to pursue these things. And then R did her fantasies and I helped execute them. So the point I'm trying to make is one woman exercising her sexual liberation sparked sexual exploration and liberation and others and you may never know the impact you have and I want you to know Miss Curly Vixen that it's not just limited to the people who might have taken in a site or two of your scene yesterday that got inspired but you telling your story especially on this podcast lets other people know that we're allowed to have sex we're allowed to have fulfill fantasies and you know it's not that big of a fucking deal once you just adapt this lifestyle you don't need to be you know all secretive and and, and hold these things so close that maybe one day you'll have this giant fucking orgy no you can have orgies every fucking week if you want it's yeah. a lifestyle choice right, yeah, right. great so when's when's your next gangbang miss curly i don't know maybe sooner than later <laughs> right well, I, yeah, I think R, R and I were debriefing yesterday and I was like, I 
think I want you to direct me maybe in the glory hole at M4. So we'll see that maybe next. That would be fun. Yeah. And I could be a bystander and watch um, our actually direct. You know, I did see another person directing a scene last night, another female. And we had, we had chatted because she had liked my orgy director top. And, you know, I loved seeing it. I loved seeing other people take the role of director because it's, it's so needed. I've done it and it's fantastic. So fun. You channel into a different side of yourself and then you get to be the person's protector too, making sure everything's going on the right way, you know? Yeah, it's true. And, and it's funny because for me specifically, I'm much, I'm very much a protector of the men's feelings as well, to the point where it's almost one of my priorities, because I know that's what stands out with our group scenes versus maybe another more impersonalized scene is no man or woman or trans or anyone is going to participate in my scene and walk away feeling rejected or shamed or whatever. So I think, you know, sex can be vulnerable for people, especially in a big DTF theme night. So I just want to make sure anyone else listening out there who runs a scene like this, make sure you treat the men with respect. They are more than just a dick. They have a personality and sometimes a really good tongue if you ask them to use it. So, <laughs> all right. Thank you, Curly Vixen, for sharing your, your wonderful details. Thank you, darling.